Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. How's everyone doing? I'm I'm great. Better than when we first attempted to start recording three hours ago? Look, I am very happy to sit here and drink wine and chat with you guys. So. Sure. Same. Not mad at it. Mm-mm. I just know we all had some stuff to get off our chests. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> Everything's fine. The world's not on fire still. It's been on fire for, yep, mm-hmm. most of 2020. Anyway, would you guys like a story? Yes. I don't know. You said you had to drink to do your notes. I'm I scared. did. That intrigues me. I'm hoping there's a lot of phallic stuff. Uh, not gonna happen i can guarantee there is no phallic stuff i can guarantee i can make some phallic stuff great (laughs) oh joy so in the 1960s two things were happening more things were happening these are the like the two important ones (laughs) that's it just two things disclaimer we're a bottle of wine in the first one is the cold war which was basically between the usa and the ussr that started after the end of world war ii in 1948 and lasted until 1991 notice how i know when world war ii was (laughs) (laughs) throwing shade at the orange man (laughs) i've had wine i'm a little snarkier than I'm not upset Snark about it. Away. Okay. The second thing that was happening was the Vietnam War, which lasted between 1955 and 1975. Jeez, why did I not think that was went on that long? Okay, but seriously, I didn't realize it lasted that long either. I thought it started like late, late fifth, no, late mid to late sixties and went into the seventies. Yeah. Holy moly. History is important because not only does it give us context as to why things happened. But it also serves as a blueprint showing what not to do if anyone, literally anyone, decided to pay attention in history <laughs> class. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. Oh, my God. I see why you needed one. I'm so happy. I'm fine. Are you sure? So in the 1960s, the U.S. was dealing with two things. One, they were trying to get the upper hand in. And the other, they are trying to distract the public from. Does that make sense? I've had wine. Yes. Okay. Basically, it was a perfect time for the U.S. government to distract everybody. (laughs) Coronavirus. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Wear your masks. Um, Yes, please. And this is why they decided to fake the moon landing. (gasps) Oh, Jesus. Where's the wine? Oh, (laughs) please. Oh, happy day. Does this explain why I started drinking? I'm so happy right now. Just top it off, girl. You're going to need it. I want to make sure Rebecca has some, too. But no, I don't. She's doing this to me. (laughs) This is a subject that I chose of my own free will. Thank you so much. This is going to be amazing. Okay, but why? Why would we do this? The U.S. was currently racing the USSR to be the first to the moon. And the fastest way to do that would be to... Fake it. it. <laughs> kind of like when you're... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, we boy. made it two minutes. That's where we learned it from. Yeah. <laughs> the moon landing. Additionally, due to the bad press, the Vietnam War gotten general. The moon landing would serve as the perfect distraction at the time. Luckily, in this day and age, not only have hundreds of people been able to see through the thin veil that is the supposed moon landing, but have also been able to poke holes in this historical event. 
Can we make sure that you notate that this is forward slash S, please? <laughs> Sarcasm. You can't tell that from my voice. I can. I only sound this way when it's bullets. When you're doing your 1960s radio broadcaster voice. Point. I'm here for all of it. So now we're going to dive into reasons why or evidence as to why the moon landing did not happen. Okay. Give me all of it. First is there's no wind on the moon. Correct. And the flag was waving. Yep. That's pretty much where we're going. <laughs> Imagine this iconic scene. The year is 1969. Neil Armstrong, <laughs> and, <laughs> Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin are on the face of this lunar body, preparing a specially made U.S. flag to plant on the moon. As they're securing the flag in a never-ending show of colonization... Oh, my God. <laughs> something curious happens. The flag starts waving in the wind, which is weird because there is no wind on the moon. The moon essentially does not have an atmosphere, meaning there is nothing to cause old glory to wave proudly in a patriotic breeze. That's just what she Un does. Unless you are in a movie studio or it's rigged. The, the flag, not the landing. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, but Rebecca, they built a special flagpole that held the flag from the top. You are correct. A special flagpole was built, but when the flagpole was being struck into the dirt, the flag waved way too much for, the, for a location that doesn't have an atmosphere. You don't know that flag's life? Look. What? You don't know her, that flag's mom? I, I uh, know your mom. Betty, Betty Washington, actually. Isn't it Betty? I think so. So I should just keep comments to myself. So that's point number one. The flag on the moon. There's no atmosphere. Why the hell is it waving back and forth like there is wind or atmosphere? it's in a movie theater. Da, 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 Betsy da, da. Ross. <laughs> Betty Washington, Betsy Ross, potato, potato. Whatever. History. Point number two, the magic camera. Ah, uh, yes. We're currently ignoring the fact that many objects were photoshopped into the picture such that they blocked out the crosshairs in the camera. So in the olden cameras that didn't automatically focus, you had crosshairs in the camera. There were some fun mechanisms that would help you, like, focus the picture appropriately, but most had crosshairs. And in some pictures of the moon landing, you can see the crosshairs behind solid objects. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. Gasp. Right. It's like they faked it or something. Or the pictures are faked. This is a key point in Flat Earth, so I'm going to need you to like not be so snarky because this is legitimate. Thank you very much. Um, Ma'am, you don't stand Flat Earth. I don't, but I do right now. The whole point of this... Drink your wine. Was there is a picture taken of Buzz Aldrin walking around the moon that is supposedly taken by Neil Armstrong. While Neil could have taken a picture of Buzz, you don't see the reflection of a camera in Buzz's helmet. <gasps> Angles. So how is the picture taken? Angles. Because you can see Neil, but yeah. you don't see a camera. How did they take a picture? There was a third man. But he didn't show up in the reflection of the helmet. Space monkeys. Ghosty ghosts in the movie. Non-reflective lens on his helmet? No, because you can see Neil Armstrong. They're reflected. like golden reflected. Oh. Yeah. But you Maybe can't see Maybe he had a Neil. camera in his helmet. Was there... To take a selfie? Was there no, a camera... facing out so that he could see... Everyone could see what he was saying. 
Neil or Buzz? Both. Both. What? Like maybe. So it's a picture of Neil or no of Buzz that Neil supposedly took. Yes. So maybe Neil has a camera in his helmet or on his spacesuit somewhere that he's taking the picture. You really think we had that technology in 1969? If they could fly to the moon, I'm sure they can put a camera somewhere they on a body. couldn't, though. That's the whole point of this. Yes. <sighs> Exacerbated sigh. Point number three, which is titled No Wishing for You. Oh. This will make sense in a second. I thought it was funny. <laughs> So we have men on the moon. Cool. While they're up there, they should have a pretty good view of the stars, right? Mm -hmm. Since they're up there with no light pollution or atmosphere, it should be absolutely breathtaking. But missing from photos taken on the moon is stars. (gasps) So why can't we see the stars? Simple. The crew that was recording this happening didn't set up stars during the recording of their moon landing. (laughs) Are we sure that the atmosphere around the moon is the same as it is around the Earth and that they can see the same galaxies there that we no can atmosphere. see? There is no atmosphere. Okay, both are the- in the same galaxy. <laughs> the moon has very little atmosphere. But I mean, like, would they be able to see the same star patterns that we can see from Earth? Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Point is, there's pictures taken on the moon that... Quote, unquote. Uh, yeah, exactly. Quote, unquote. That for some reason don't have stars in the background like why wouldn't you be able to see them question are you gonna give us the like quote unquote real answer to these afterwards or are these just like unsolved because the moon landing was faked let's go with the second one for right now yes okay so point number four radiation ain't cool man agree okay back to that bobby comment remember when we had textual tension on and discussed the van allen radiation belts yes i remember you talking about something sciencey yes yeah yeah those suckers pack a punch radioactively speaking (laughs) (laughs) can you tell i had to drink wine during taking i love it so much so one of the youtube videos i found which i will link because it is like golden i love this video so much but they had a quote that i had to quote here so why can't we survive the van allen holy hell i've had wine why can't we survive the van allen radiation belts this is the argument given in the video that i found via the trusted source of youtube can a cat survive being put in the microwave what no which proves that astronauts can't survive being put through the radiation belts. I don't like that anyone would test either of those theories. It's not testing. It's an analogy. Um. Okay. So I remember the episode where we talked about these things. Mm-hmm. I remember being lost during it. And now I have no recollection of like, do they have to, <laughs> would that be up near the moon or would they have to pass through it? Or They would have to pass through it to get to the moon. Okay. This one I'm not as on board with because there's a spaceship that you're in that can take the hit of the radiation. It'd be fine. Physical shielding? Yeah. How do we know that's enough to protect the astronauts from the radiation? Because they got to the moon and made it back fine. No, 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 no. That's not the answer. And we know for a fact that other people have gone into space since then. So we know that they can make it through it. Mm. Or they were told they had to say that. What, that they went to space? Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah. I don't like this. This will come around. Okay. Number five is solar flares. So solar storms happen when the sun decides to shoot out a wave of high energy particles. On January 23rd in 2012, the sun emitted a solar flare that rated on M8.7. So solar flares are rated sort of the same way the Richter scale is. Okay. With a rating starting at A, going to B, C, M, X which each step being 10 times greater than the previous. So for example, B is 10 times greater than A, but C is 100 times greater than A. Got it. Ashley looks very confused because I use numbers. Would put you M would put you at 1,000 times greater than A and yes. X 10,000. <laughs> Correct. Putting down numbers. So C flares, so you have A, B, C, M, X. C flares don't really affect the Earth, while M flares can cause radiation storms that hurt astronauts. Dum, dum, dum. Exactly. (laughs) So while the Earth's atmosphere protects us from most flares, the atmosphere isn't there to protect the astronauts when they're in space. So like, how are they protecting the astronauts while they're in space? (gasps) Good question. A spaceship. A suit. Well, what about when they're walking around on the moon? Well, they don't happen all the time. It's not like they're constantly having flares. It's not like the radiation is just like, I'm going to hit now and then now. It flares and then that shit lingers. So like you get up on the moon and it's there. It's just present. It doesn't just like, I'm going to flare at 12 p.m. We'll take a break till 420 Oh, that's a bad time. Um, <laughs> 4.30 because I got to hit 4.21. Yeah. And then I'll come back and do more radiation. It's not like that. It's like there was a solar flare. It's doing its thing. So while they're up there, they they have no protection from the radiation that's out there. Yeah, but it's not like constant solar flares where they're happening every day, multiple times a day. No, but there was a solar flare around this time, right? This is 2012. We're talking about the 60s. So I'm specifically talking about one as an example that happened in January 23rd of 2012 that rated an M.87. I haven't looked into any solar flares that happened between 2012 and 2020. And she's not talking about solar flares from the 60s. So correct. There could have been one then. There's a lot of radiation in the world, or okay. outside the world. Radiation's scary. Well, yeah. That's why I don't use a microwave. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I got a picture from you last night Shh. about how your mug That's cake. why I don't use microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most sad picture, too. It's just a mug cake in the microwave with, like, the innards outside of the mug. The innards were not a cake, with- and I had a dirty microwave. <laughs> it was bad. My greatest condolences. Already. Anyway, our next point is who filmed Neil Armstrong? Who framed Roger, Roger Rabbit? Rabbit? That's not the question. Roger Rabbit filmed so Neil one of Armstrong them- <laughs> on the movie set. Okay, so one of the most iconic scenes was Neil taking his first steps on the moon, but who- who's filming that? If Neil was taking the first steps, nobody could have been on the moon to take it. I think I have an answer to it, but I don't want to give the answer because I want this to be legitimate. So my notes say, famous for those first steps, immortalized in everybody's brains forever, but who was filming it? Did one of the crew hop out of the lunar module to record Neil? Then Neil would be, wouldn't be the first man on the moon. So who was recording him? He'd be the first man to have stepped on the moon. Someone else had a little jetpack and like neek, over in front of the spaceship. But there's an explanation to how all this happens. Yeah, I just told you. And it is Stanley Kubrick. 
I don't know why you're looking at me like that should mean something. So the entire moon landing is deduced to have been produced by Stanley Kubrick, who was hired to direct and shoot this iconic scene of the United States landing on a celestial body. But of course, no one talks about it due to the gag order and possibly being killed as a result of talking about it. Oh, sounds like a good thing for you to talk about on the podcast. Right. So how do we know Just that? Don't talk about the Clintons and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to have to get cut. No, no, it I said it. They'll come after me, not you. It's fine. Oh, that's beautiful. <sighs> Just keep going. It's not getting cut. You're fine. Oh, that was beautiful. Okay. Anyway. Yep. So how do we know that not only was this entire thing produced in a studio, but that someone directed it? It's because Stanley Kubrick told us this during The Shining. Okay, Okay, this one's harder to follow, but let's see where it goes. Okay, so how did he get his story out? By leaving a trail of clues in the movie adaptation of Stephen King's The Shining, which is an excellent... That's where I knew that I knew that name, not from the moon landing. Yeah, please read the book or watch the movie. Preferably do both. I was going to say, The book's amazing. I heard the movie is great. Ma'am. I have not seen the movie. (sighs) I know, I'm a disappointment. I love you too much to be this disappointed in you sometimes. (laughs) I hear that a lot. <laughs> so, why is this shining important? In one scene, the child, Danny, is wearing a sweater that shows Apollo 11. Danny obviously represents Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> obviously. Nailed it. <laughs> Another tell is a scene involving room 237. The Earth is roughly 237,000 miles from the Earth. Who has this much time on their hands? Author's note from Rebecca. Okay, but really, it's like... 238,900 miles from the Earth, but that can be considered a standard deviation, so whatever. Oh my God, I love you so much. Taking this further, the key shown in the movie with the tag room number, like N-O number 237, is a sign that there is no moon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And bonus points, if you take the N from number... And replace the R in room with the N, you get moon 237, which is further proof that this was faked. Oh, wow. I broke Ashley. Ashley just turned off her microphone to cover her phone. <laughs> Ashley, you can't leave. You're the, you're the, people love you. <laughs> Ashley, come back. It gets better. I promise. You're the, you're the, I have nothing positive to say about you, but other people seem to like you for some reason. <laughs> Baby, come People back. love you. Like, I promise this gets better. Just stick I, with me. I don't want to. Okay. So after entering room 237, Danny emerges with his sweater ripped up and strangle marks on his throat, refusing to tell his mom what happened. This obviously represents the hole that the government has on Stanley. Yes, he can't say a word. Exactly, because he <gasps> might die. Oh, man. Because he might die. This makes... <laughs> brain juice. It was brain juice. Oh <laughs> <laughs> this makes perfect sense. 
Additionally, as Jack is walking through the pantry, cans of Tang are seen along the shelves. <gasps> Tang is what they had on the spaceship. Exactly. Ah! This represents how the Apollo missions, which brought Tang with them, are supposed to be kept in the closet. Oh, my God. My mind is blown. Nobody deserves to live in a closet. Not even Tang. Supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. Kubrick died in 1999 of a heart attack. Supposedly. When did The Shining come? 1980s sometime okay i didn't did i not write that down i didn't write that down maybe was it after an interview where somebody was asking about this or maybe maybe okay. it was made in 1980 okay so are you guys ready for a drink break yes, yes. all right Sh- shall i make something up for us uh stronger the better don't make a moon pun <laughs> rebecca make the pun <laughs> do it do it can you make it out of this world <laughs> Shoot for the stars, baby. I'll make something up for us. What? I'll make something up for us. Thank you. Okay. That's the end of that. Yep. Okay. You are listening to 530 on your podcast aisle. I don't know any jokes by heart. (laughs) Here, let me go on really quick. Hold on. This is... uh... All right, funny podcast jokes. All right. Confused yet? Well, my dad, Raymond, or Rockland, is putting out 5 and 30, an interview podcast. Here we go. Okay. If you could jump into a pool full of something other than water, what would it be? Mayonnaise. He's going to be sitting down with creators, voice actors, and hosts from many different shows that he swears you will have heard of, and asking them five random questions. They could be simple, deep, or just plain silly. Fine. So the first question is, what's the weirdest smell you have ever smelled? <sighs> I mean, I could say my my husband, but yeah, anyways. <laughs> we'll move on. Find 5 and 30 with Rock Now, everywhere you find your podcasts. Available in blue, green, Orange, and our new color, Midnight Onyx. And we're back. Bring us back down to earth, baby. Because Rebecca's way too excited about this. You are not supposed to be on the pun train. I'm sorry. I was really impressed when she said I'm going to mix something up. She didn't make like an up joke and shooting. I don't know. Too easy. Okay. You know what this next segment is called? Okay, fine. Let's get real. Yay. Written by our one and only friend of the show. <gasps> oh, jeez. Who wrote the Stockholm oh, episode. Oh, my God. This Not gets better. better and better. Which was titled, How Many Times Do I Have to Tell You People the Moon Landing is Real? I still won't believe it, but I'm ready to hear his take. It is currently when he was writing this, July 7th, 2020. It has been 51 years since Apollo 11's historic mission. So strap in and let a NASA nerd debunk all your the moon landing didn't happen conspiracy theories. Thank you, friend. Uh, You can try, but The Shining kind of won me over, so. Oh, boy. (laughs) So somewhere between... Moon 237. So somewhere between 6 and 20% of Americans don't believe that Apollo 11 lunar module landed on the moon on 7th of July, 1969. 
There are many iterations of the theory and reasons they point out are evidence against it floating about the internet. This is probably a surprise to no one, but so we're going to go through and debunk them before I have an aneurysm. Thank you, friend. Bring on the aneurysm because I'm going to debunk your debunk. <laughs> <laughs> nice. First, first things first. How did we even get here? Because a, we're strange. In a movie set. So, <laughs> so like with most conspiracy theories, you have to wonder where it started and how it got traction in popular culture. Too much time on my hands. Ding, ding, ding. The internet didn't exist in the 1970s. So how did people spread misinformation without Twitter? They talked to each other. What? <laughs> at malt shops and not true it's the, the printed word of course of course the way that being said people need needed to read the printed word which is always a lot harder without the internet but somehow and we never went to the moon america's 30 billion dollar swindle was self-published in 1976 by bill casing a former U.S. Navy officer with a Bachelor of Arts in English, despite having no knowledge of rockets or technical writing. Sounds about right. <laughs> the book makes a series of claims about the moon landing and with the help of the Flat Earth Society in the 1980s, the theory took off. <laughs> but the author is not going to talk about Flat Earth because Rebecca already covered that twice and I already feel my blood pressure rising. Agreed. <laughs> Thanks, friend. So let's do a small claim first. That it's a cover-up. For whatever reason, we didn't land on the moon. Bullshit. But let's just say... Okay. It's a cover-up. It's a cover-up. We wanted to pretend that Pretending. we were the best. Going to the moon seems hard. Uh -huh. Like, really hard. Uh -huh. We'd have to give the good old college try before deciding to fake it till we make it, right? Uh-huh. How many people would be involved in that? Let's round down and assume 400,000 people worked on the Apollo project for about 10 years. 400,000? Right. Then there's the actual men who walked on the moon, which is like 12 plus. The crew that were stuck in the command modules, which were like 6 plus, And the other set of astronauts that were merely orbited the moon. Okay. 6 plus. That's the summation of Apollo crews 8, 10, and 13. Okay. Do you think that many people can keep a secret? A secret that big for that long? Friends, this is an author's note. I've been a part of an attempt to throw a surprise party. There were 20 of us for two weeks. Note how I said attempt. Over 400,000 people for 50 years? What the fuck? Okay, I can counter that. Death threats from the government? I would eh. keep my mouth shut. Eh. I mean, no, you wouldn't. I, I, personally, I would not because I can't keep my trap <laughs> shut, but that's motivation for most people. So over 400,000 people for 50 years? Jesus! Where okay. is the 400? Th that seems extreme. Let, let's just get into it. <laughs> so, Jesus! Okay, let's get into some more sciency claims. I say sciency because people think they understand science from YouTube videos in 144p. I don't claim and I don't know what that means. I don't know what 144p <laughs> So, okay, clarification. He's talking about the streaming or like the um, quality rate of YouTube videos. If it's 144p, it means it's a really low quality uh, video. Whereas if it's 1280p, it's a high quality video. Nerd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Author's note. Okay, it's literally two weeks later and I'm still feel and I'm feeling better, but no less sassy. He's been <laughs> stewing on this for a long time, <laughs> which is why I right. spent the first half of the episode trolling and now I'm making amends. <laughs> first point, the waving flag. Yes. Something that theorists say is that the film and pictures of the Apollo astronauts planting the stars and stripes on the moon is critical evidence that the whole thing was filmed on a soundstage. If you look at the stills, the American flag appears to be waving as if winds or fans are moving the fabric. However, the whole lack of atmosphere thing that the moon has going on when is it possible? Therefore, it has to be staged, right? Correct. Negative. No, not so much. It's a what does he know? Diff flag. <laughs> the flag that's on the moon had to be specially made, just like everything that went up with the crew. A regular flag would have just flopped and stay unfurled. Wah, wah. But we're America, and let me show you my freedom. Let me show you my freedom. What they did was actually pretty nifty. They made a flagpole that also supported the horizontal bar that held the top up. This let all of space see the beauty that is the American flag. But the frame was cross out made by government agency. (laughs) But the frame was assembled in zero G. So there was some issues getting it all the way extended. Go figure. <laughs> Some men couldn't get it up under pressure. <laughs> Are you saying that the astronaut suffered from whiskey dick? Uh, not in so many words. So this explains the still pictures, the wrinkle in the flag caused by the horizontal rod making the flag appear windswept. And the film? Well, things in motion tend to stay in motion, especially in zero G and no atmosphere. With no atmosphere, the flag's movements continue for a longer period of time due to the lack of air resistance. So you have nothing resisting it. It's just going to keep going. Or M1V1 equals M2V2. What now? Never mind. <laughs> Counterpoint. EFG and numbers. <laughs> Go with sound stage. Sound stage that's not is that your counterpoint yeah (laughs) so zero g no atmosphere with no atmosphere the flag's movements continue for a longer period of time due to the lack of air resistance the flag only seems like it's moving like it's been hit by a gust of wind because the astronauts were driving the vertical flag frame rod into the ground so that it could continue to stand until the end of time they drive it into the moon isn't the moon just like giant rock it'd be like driving it into the ground outside like, yeah you can there's like you can do it yeah it's uh, not just one big marble up no. there hmm. <laughs> author's note except at this point the uv rays have completely destroyed the flag's coloring so now it's just solid white close enough for government work i guess right <laughs> finally we surrender Make it stop. We surrender. Next point. Armstrong's magic camera. Yes. There's a wonderfully beautiful picture of Buzz Aldrin being awesome on the surface of the moon. Parentheses. This distinction is made because Buzz Aldrin is awesome regardless of his location. I agree wholeheartedly. Close parentheses. I'm on board so far. But you don't think that he's done anything. Look, I've never been to the moon and I am awesome. So Buzz can be too. So this picture was taken by Neil Armstrong because selfies are notoriously hard without a cell phone. And can you imagine the roaming cost of bringing one to the moon? Oh Dude, my God. they would be astronomical. astronomical. 
love him. <laughs> oh, friend of the show. You can stay. Um, we'll talk about that later. So skeptics bring up the point that despite being able to see Armstrong and Aldrin's visor, you can't see the camera, like I mentioned before. Crotch shot. So unless there was a photo taking ghosts, there was another party taking the picture. But here's the thing about the 1960s spacesuits. They're bulky as hell. While you have fingers, there's limited dexterity and fine movements are difficult to do before adding the whole space thing into the mix. To solve this problem, the folks at NASA just slapped a camera to the chest of the spacesuits. Boom. I'm a scientist. You can even see Armstrong's hand position in the picture, which line up with the perspective of the photograph. I'm a scientist. I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) Next point. Wait, what? I concede to that one. Does not mean he didn't take the picture on a soundstage. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Next point. Up next. No stars. When you look up into the boundless vastness of space, you primarily see one thing. Stars. Small ones, big ones, stars that are actually planets, but you don't have a telescope. All stars. So are they in the Apollo pictures? Black sky? Busted! Right? Nope. Don't go supernova, but wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The moon landing was done during lunar daytime, which means things were pretty bright on the moon, so no atmosphere or clouds to block that sweet, sweet sunlight. With the moon's surface being this bright gray powder, the astronaut suits bright white and reflective, the light was just all over the place because that's how that works. For a camera to accurately capture all the features in these bright shining objects, the dimmer things in the background are unable to be captured with the camera's short exposure time. Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what? I'm gonna call a no on this one. What? Uh, do you know how cameras work? I do. However, I'm going to say no to this one because I don't have another response. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you like live there for a little bit. Okay. That's a damn good point and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> okay, no. so sure, the stars seem bright from here on Earth, but the next nearest stars to the moon are in the Alpha Centauri system, which is about 4.35 light years away. That's quite a distance, and the poor stars even further away don't have a chance standing out against the bright surface of the moon on film. Okay. So without as many scientific terms, I was right again. I'll allow it. Next point. You make me sick. The Van Allen belt. (laughs) All right, back to this radiation. Let's do it. So the Van Allen belts are huge areas of radiation that surround the Earth that extend from 640 to 58,000 kilometers. So from 400 to 36,040 miles above the surface of the Earth. There are technically three belts, aptly named the inner radiation belt, the outer radiation belt, and the transient third belt that just hangs around wherever it wants. So the third belt is Tiffany. <laughs> Generally, <laughs> the inner belts is more dangerous as it holds a higher level of energetic protons, parentheses, beta particles, close parentheses, than the outer belts. As one can imagine, the high levels of radiation is usually a bad thing. There's a load of stories throughout history that remind us that ingesting radium or just being around radioactive materials isn't exactly the key to a long and happy life. Fair. In fact, radiation sickness itself occurs when a person is exposed to around 200 to 1,000 rads within a few hours. 
And that's not a cool thing. Like, it's, it's a bad rats. It's not rad. <laughs> I've killed Ashley. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> How possibly could the astronauts pass through these insanely toxic belts without receiving a lethal dose of radiation? So, question. The belts. Yep. They're just like certain areas of radiation. Like if you move to a different area and shoot off into space, will you pass the belt? Depends. So it could have <laughs> just been that there was no radiation above them at the time? Depends. There's probably a reason that the space stations are in certain areas. Anyway, <laughs> where was I? Radiation belts. So the key here is exposure time. Had the astronauts spent days in these areas, then the harmful rays could be problematic. However, the spacecraft moved through these fields in a matter of hours. They were through the inner belt in a few minutes, while the outer belt took a little longer, but they still cleared that in like roughly 90 minutes. This amount Dude, of radiation how is... Fat, how big are the belts, man? This amount of radiation is equal to the amount of radiation those in the ISS, which stand for International Space Station, in are, school suspension, right, um, <laughs> are exposed to on their missions and even in a healthy range for those who work with radioactive materials. Between the speed of the ship and the shielding that NASA builds within their crafts, there's nothing to worry about not a problem anymore and in case you're wondering if the radiation would muck up the precious film on the return trip everything was kept in metal containers the metal was able to protect the film and all the images from any fogging that the radiation might have tried to cause keeping all of those images crisp and awesome perfect um no yes no i'm gonna say i have no counterpoint to this so i'm just gonna say soundstage your argument is becoming more and more invalid. I know. I really wish our friend of the show wouldn't have made such good points because I really want it to be fake. Okay, the reason I started drinking was because Flat Earth had better points than they did. Fair. That's a good reason to drink. Up, Ew. up next, but large solar flares are bad for astronauts. Right? I mean, maybe, yeah, sure, but there were no large solar flares recorded during the Apollo missions. Mark that as three times that I stand in the correct forum. I really don't like when that happens. There was one recorded after Apollo 16 returned to Earth and one before Apollo 17, but nothing while any of the spacecraft were performing their mission. Final point, who filmed Neil? Who filmed okay, Roger so Rabbit? My theory on this one that I don't want to be right is that there was a camera on the outside of the spacecraft. There's footage of Neil Armstrong being a badass on the moon for the first time. So who filmed him? Definitely a crew member on the soundstage because Buzz was still in the lunar module and Michael Collins was off being wonderfully snarky in the command module. There will be a link in the notes that sends you to the transcripts. The thing about NASA and doing things for the first time in human history is that cameras are... Everywhere. Everywhere. Think about your kid or your cat taking their first steps. You document. Who do you think this is written for? Who documents their cat taking their first steps? I do. Were you around for that? Shush. So you document the shit out of that, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. NASA did the same. An Apollo TV camera was mounted on the leg of the lunar module. And not just any camera, but an Apollo TV camera. A series of cameras which allowed the signal to be transmitted back to Earth in almost real time. Take that, Sony. Boom. 
author's note. I feel like leaving the earth and going to the moon would not have been kind to the camera on the outside. They attached it once they landed. Then he would have had to have been out of... No. Okay. You don't want... He was... The video is of him taking the first steps on the moon. He could have gotten out of the lunar module before he actually stepped onto the moon. Or there was a cameraman. Okay, so this basically allowed operators to control where the camera was pointing and record what was important at the time, which was anything and everything because we landed a spacecraft on the moon for the first time. Your kids and cats got nothing on NASA. Oh my God. (laughs) You don't know my kid. And thus concludes Rebecca's moon landing conspiracy followed by the prompt debunking of the moon landing conspiracy by our space friend our space ghost i fully believe that we landed on the moon but i really like the idea of convincing myself we didn't why no you just like conspiracy theories that 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 would be the answer i was looking for but i really there wasn't a lot to back up not landing on the moon yeah, see, that was the thing. So full disclosure, I am here for a good logical puzzle or basically following the rabbit trail of like, if this happened, what would happen here? Which is why flat earth is so fascinating to me. But with like the moon landing, I started researching and I was like, I don't got this. <laughs> this is out of my wheel. I literally like spent like 10 minutes looking at YouTube videos, one of which will be linked in the notes because it is like so perfect internet. It was just this guy in a mullet sitting in front of like cardboard boxes of like different things drawn out about the space missions talking about how, you know, cats can't survive in the microwave. Why can't we survive in the radiation belts? Perfect. That will be linked. Ash. But that was like a majority of my sources were these people pointing to pieces of the mission that were really easily debunked. Yeah. I mean, I was really in to go wholeheartedly into it was fake. But yeah, like Flat Earth has a better chance than Moon Landing does. No, neither of them. For the Flat Earth, the Moon Landing has to be fake. So that's like its biggest selling point is Flat Earth. Mm -hmm. Well, Sorry to any flat earthers that we may have that are still listening to the show for some odd reason. Look, you do you, boo. I don't judge, but I'll tell you if you're wrong. We know. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to let you keep living your best life if that's what you need to survive. But I'm also going to try and, you know, calmly explain to you (laughs) that you're very wrong. Being friends with her is a joy. I'm not the sugarcoating type of friend. Uh Uh-uh. No. Sorry. You're not sorry. Anyway, that is the conspiracy, non-conspiracy moon landing. Brava, man, brava. kind of covered both of those. Yeah, you you did. But now we know the truth. Well, soundstage. We've always known the truth. The truth is out there. Get real. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, darling friend. This was fun. Mm -hmm. I think. It was. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I'm still I'm still unsure about it. And on that note, remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd or untrue. <laughs> Let us tell you why it's not. Not untrue? Yeah. 
why it's not that's odd. a double negative yeah let me tell you why it's not untrue she was right she was trying to say let me tell you why it's true she was right okay again anyway. that's four times in this episode <laughs> if you have any questionable topics you like us to discuss you can share them with us on any of our social medias links can be found on our website theladiesestrange.com or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the ladies of strange. Keep it strange, lovelies. Bye-bye.